he didn't have any symptoms. Just carry on, I'm just going to fucking record it. <laughs> okay. And he, he, he didn't don't, have any don't symptoms. Record, don't record really. it, I'm moaning because you know, <laughs> I'm only 38, I'm not 40 yet, so, you know. Oh, you're a youngster. I'm just, just going to start doing what Joe Rogan does and just start recording it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't do any introduction, does he? I don't know, I never watched any of this stuff. No, he doesn't do any. He just, he just carries on. I think it sort of spills over. He goes out of the game of pool in the other room and then... Uh, Does he? I guess it was interview room, I think so, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Not that we have a room, but... Uh, yeah. Anyway, we are with <laughs> Ryan Rolling Thundersmith. Eventually, we've been trying to s- schedule this chat for months, I, I think. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, bloody what do you reckon? Get in the way, but you know what? I've been because I think I literally heard of you guys through through Dane. Um, I, you know, I did um, the thing for his drunk song podcast like uh, sometime last year. Yeah, and so that's how I heard of you guys. And literally for the past couple of months, you've done a lot of interviews with a lot of great, you know, drummers. You've obviously, you know, done stuff like Massive Wagons and then you know Jackson Roxanne. But you've been like Steve Dill from like Buzzcocks, and you've had some really, you know. Good, you know, big names on there. Yeah, you know, yeah. And yeah, and it's just and watching and listening to like all the different, you know, your interview style and everything. It's really good that obviously you're kind of exploring, you know, not just the big artists, but you're kind of like your homegrown, your your roots kind of music artists and stuff. You know, the whole kind of spectrum. Spectrum, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. Say. And it's just interesting to hear everyone's story. You know, from you know, you listen to I don't know. Mickey D, for example, and you hear all the stuff, you know, Lenny and everything. It's just, yeah, everyone's had a, a, a wild time. I think, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, what you're doing is really good. And, you know, so just keep doing it. Yeah, thanks, cool. mate. Because oh, I, I, well, I've just put it on our radio show, actually, because I put the radio show in today, which I did on my own again, Dave. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've been getting some criticism lately. It's, people are not getting it, and um, it's a bit clunky, if you like, you know. I mean, I'm not the most articulate kind of guy. I'm not really, well, I can't say I'm not really intelligent. I'm intelligent enough for what I do, work-wise, do you know what I mean? But, yeah, I'm not I'm not really well-read, if you like. I don't read a lot. Um, I, I've read a lot more since I've had a smartphone. But, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So I'm just trying to be, this year I'm trying to be, well, we are, I am being a bit more positive, I'm making different changes in my life good um hopefully i get married this year for sure oh well congratulations on that thanks thanks she doesn't know yet but i've still got to, i've still got to dig a body about the garden it's <laughs> <laughs> in my garden in wales and he lives in holland <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah you know so um uh, i've got this thing now I, I just came out with this thing 2023 rhymes with positivity so uh yeah I did. yeah so i'm oh, plastering that everywhere now <laughs> that's that's my uh battle cry if you like yeah well i, I think it's it's, it's got to be a good year isn't it because like last year everything kind of like reopened you know i worked from home for two years last year i managed to get back into the office started going out to gigs and stuff again meeting up with all my gig mate gig mates meeting up with lots of artists and different things and that's kind of like what i do so that you know we don't go on mm. holiday me and the missus we just go to festivals however big they are over little and we go and support local bands and everything in the area so you know and that's kind of like 
what we enjoy doing. So, you know, we, we did manage to get out to a lot of gigs last year and I'm hoping to get, you know, it's, it should be a lot easier this year because you don't need COVID passports. You can just turn up and, you know, enjoy the music and sit shoulder or stand shoulder to shoulder with somebody with a pint and watch some music. And, you know, that's kind of like what I'm really looking forward to and, you know, getting out and seeing a lot more. I keep promising I'm going to go. I got two local venues within probably 10 minutes of me. I keep promising that I'm going to go up there. But one thing and another, is I've just not been able to get up there. But we did get to like Planet Rock and Steelhouse. Yeah. And, you know, I got to go and see Guns N' Roses. So we, you know, we, we did do quite a lot last year, really, but not as much as we had been doing maybe in 2018, 2019 before it all started. But I'm hoping this year, you know, we'll we'll crack on. Because I heard of you guys, because I remember when Terry was saying about doing the interview. And I said, I've, I don't think I've ever seen you live, but I've, you know, for sure I've heard of you and I've listened to your music and stuff. But I think we've we've sort of just missed each other at different festivals or different venues or what have you. Yeah, I mean, we did um, the Patty Pavilion with, with Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. No, it wasn't like the year before last, um, you know, went on tour with them for a bit. And it's funny, just talking about sort of getting out to places, you know, you haven't been to for a while or whatever, you know, there's loads of people saying, when are you coming back across the bridge to Wales? And it's like, you know, sort of patience. But honestly, I love I love Wales. We did Treco Bay and Rockstock back in 2018, and that, and that was great. And that's kind of like, you know, when we made a lot of kind of Welsh Fans and stuff, and they did the patty, and people like you know, well, people were surprised that we sort of supported Phil Campbell. To be honest, when we got the call to do it, um, it was kind of like right, where I guess kind of got one foot in the camp of rock and one foot in the camp of country. So when we do country festivals, we call ourselves like the bad boys of country because you know we're not strictly you know to the book of country. You know we like to kind of a bit loud and lively, mm. but then we go to a rock festival, we, we, you know, we kind of fit in. But yeah, people are like never seen a, a pedal steel or a, you know, or a banjo at a, at a Phil Campbell gig. But you know, first time for everything, and it, you know what, it went really, really well. And the patty gig was, you know, last date of the tour, um, so that like, the homecoming gig, and it was great. It was, you know, mm. really, really good. And then met Alid and stuff from Big Day Productions, and it was, yeah, it was really good. Always have like a great. It's like Wales and Scotland. You have such a real good sort of welcome for kind of you know rock music and, and drinking and whatever yeah i just love both places yeah drinking yeah <laughs> that's what it's all about isn't it that's what it's all about you know i i understand why you would probably have a good reception because if you when you if you're going to watch a band you don't necessarily want a similar sounding band supporting them no you know? so you know and then you get a no. bit of diversity as well and you know it's it's, it's nice to have a you know because if you have the same noise all night <laughs> You know, perhaps you get fed of it, fed of it by the time you get to Phil Campbell. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, having having yeah. some different different artists and and different sounds is is great. You know, like when I I've been to the Steelhouse Festival and they they integrate that a lot with blues with blues artists as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so and they have some acoustic sets going on there and and different things as well, which break the day up. It's it's awesome. You know, it's, I'd love to play uh, Steelhouse. I think well, maybe not this year, but next year I think it'd be good to because again, it's kind of I don't get to see a lot of gigs because I'm just, I'm just playing them, you know, uh, most of the time. But yeah, still has to be a good one. It's just the bands are on there, you know, year after year, are just so so good. And I've got a couple of friends in Blenarvon and um, a few friends in Swansea and stuff. So you know, yeah, get on there, man, get on there. Do you do you know the boys that run it? Oh, Max and Mikey. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like I said, we've tried to, you know, for one reason or another, try to do a gig in Wales, didn't happen, or whatever. You know, trying to get into a show, which is normally sort of the best way to see a band is live because you often like listen to a CD, 
and then you see a band live. It's often, you know, obviously it's different in terms of obviously the experience and stuff like that. And I always think seeing a band live, that's kind of where it's at because it's not just the band and what they do, the chit chat and stuff. It's the kind of the community and the vibe. You listen to a CD, it's great, but it doesn't give you that same mm. rush as it does, you know, being at, um, being a festival. But yeah, Max and Mike, actually, you know, when you come out back over to Wales, try and get into a, to a show. But yeah, they're nice guys. You know, they do a good job at Steelhouse and uh, yeah, probably one of the biggest festivals, I think, in the, in the country. Because hmm. do you play in any other bands? Say that again. Do you play in any other bands? No, well, I mean, I've obviously currently no, but I mean, I've sort of done some depth work and things, you know, played in covers bands. That's how I met Dave, um, going to that in a bit. But in the years, I've played in like jazz, jazz metal, electro rock, kind of in, you know, I've done the like the whole shebang, not kind of death metal. That's, that's anything. Not I can't, I can't do. I just my feet don't move that fast. But um, but yeah, literally, like I've, I mean, musically, I'm everything from you know Buddy Holly to Slayer. You know, it's quite. Mm. Sort of, diverse because that's what my, my late dad brought me up was like buddy holly you know the dean martin sinatra michael jackson the who the monkeys that kind of you know and then when i went to uni and things i got more into metal and you know really hard stuff but things like zeppelin acdc i got really late into like probably 2000 when i go uni then for so probably yeah, 2003 2004 i got into like the classic rock bands i think why didn't i listen to Zeppelin? because obviously you know most drummers they'll say they're hero drummers is Bonham or something like that and I was thinking mm. why did I get into them um, a lot later but I just love everything Motown I love Motown music you know Stevie Wonder and so yeah it's quite quite diverse but I'm not, I don't say I listen to everything because it's like popular you know I will section off certain certain things because yeah objectively it's not my thing <laughs> yeah no I just wonder because I look at sometimes I look at your Instagram and that obviously because we chat on there now and again and um, yeah, I, I see you always busy with the Outlaw Orchestra stuff, but I wasn't sure if you also played in other bands or not. No, not at the moment. I'm kind of uh, to diversify my playing and my musical maturity, you know, um, hopefully do some depth work, maybe do some recording for some bands and, and things. Just, you know, sometimes you want to, you know, the Outlaws are my bread and butter. They're my main, you know, priority. But yeah, I want to kind of do different stuff you know and kind of want to learn to to read drum music properly and things and just kind of because i'm not you know um theory based i'm all self-taught that's kind of you know listen to music all my life and that's how i've taught myself and it's stubborn and lazy maybe for lessons i've done it in the past but kind of what you said about you know in being intellectual you know you're clever enough for what you can do and stuff and it's like my, my level of drumming it's i'm good enough to be able to do what i'm able to do mm had my current sort of set of tools that I have, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I'd like to diversify a bit more. Yeah, yeah, okay. But that's well, not like a hint, right? I diversify, I'm going to leave the band, you know. But, um, <laughs> no, just doing some different stuff, you know, and cause I love jazz music and real kind of easy lifting and like big band stuff. I played a lot of that when I was younger, so who knows? Okay, yeah. So what have you got coming up with the, with the Outlaw Orchestra? Have you got any new material coming out or...? So uh, album three uh, is obviously is next up. So we've got some songs which we've kind of put together, which we're currently um, trying to refine for the album. So that might be out. I don't know if it'd be out next year. I think we're going to maybe try and put out maybe an EP next year, which would possibly be a bit more um, a bit more viable because we had the um, Christmas single, which was filmed by Chris Barris, came out um, you know very recently, um, and that's been doing sort of the rounds on radio and, and press. Um, but I mean, in terms of like, we've got so many gigs next year just being filled up 
sort of non-stop. So we're kind of trying to we're trying to work out where we're going to be in the country sort of from one week to the next, uh, and how I'm going to get time off work. Um, but yeah, so it's just gigging is is really 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 busy, and like the PR side, there's lots of stuff going on, sort of you know which you sort of we can't see. So we're working on a lot of things, trying to get out of the UK, maybe into Europe, and you know maybe towards America. So there's yeah lots of lots of irons uh, in the fire, and so it's yeah it's just really really busy. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. I mean, that's 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 how you get to meet people anyway, isn't it? is get out there and play shows. That's what it's all about, isn't it? And that's, you know, for me, I, I love a CD, but um, I'd much rather see somebody live. And uh, But most yeah. of our fans, we, we call them, we don't call them fans anymore. We call them friends because, I mean, the amount of, you know, good friends and stuff I've made through being in, in, in the Outlaw, so, you know, I've made loads of friends. I mean, there's a guy called Mike, Mike Hughes, who basically does our sort of, um, yeah, bookings, management security because he used to be a um yeah semi-pro boxer so you know if there's any trouble he'll uh, he'll help out but yeah he you know he's been following us for quite quite a while um and yeah he's kind of now you know stepped in and sort of taking some of the admin kind of side uh you know away from us which means we can kind of i guess focus on you know more on the music writing more yeah writing more music you know focus on uh, you know making the the set uh, tighter and stuff like that so yeah and, and he's a really nice guy you know he's like one of the you know he's one of my sort of best mates and but yeah he's just uh, he's such a laugh he comes on to gigs and uh <laughs> does not all the lifting but yeah he's, he's a good he's a good egg to have because uh he keeps us on the straight and narrow and um make sure there's no funny business he's not in charge of website is he no that's um i think that's dave so uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't i was gonna say because your website's it. not really up to date is it Oh, has it still got our old dates on it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at it now. 17th of November through to 16th of December with Blackwater Redemption. 17th ah, of December yeah. with Bad Touch. I'll I'll uh, I'll get on to him and tend to to celebrate that. <laughs> so yeah, we don't really know what you got coming up, uh, <laughs> which is why I had to ask. You know what? It's funny because some people say like about you know social media and stuff is. Some people will ask, you know, well, you know, where are you playing? We'll be like, oh, look at our Facebook, and most of the time that's where you know most of the gigs are, are on. But I don't know, like, I don't think people, should I say, a massive band or whatever. I don't think people really use official band websites anymore. Everything's like on social media messages, and you know, no one emails anyone anymore. So yeah, I think as yeah, sort of the year sort of creeps on, probably towards the end of this month, you'll see sort of dates um, mm -hmm. popping up. There's some which have been confirmed for. Um, but they haven't like announced the lineups yet, so there'll probably be like a massive flurry of um, announcements on our Facebook page come sort of yeah end of July, uh, end of January. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've got a website. I don't think many people use it to be honest. You do. I do. Yeah, I go on it. Well, I haven't done anything on it for a few weeks, a few <laughs> months maybe. I haven't even updated it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm just as guilty of, as that of that. To be honest, finding time to do it all, isn't it? That's the that's the trouble, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The last few weeks have been a bit crazy, you know, with Christmas and stuff. So, yeah, and then but... back into the normal where life kind of put yeah twenty two behind you, you know, all the baggage and whatever, and uh, yeah, on on with the with new adventures. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I work shifts as well, so it's a bit difficult, you know. Right. But um, I was thinking, you know, maybe we can get like a a subscription site, okay. get people to pay five or a month. So kind of like got, a patron sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know if I really want to go to write the patron route because they, they charge you like twelve percent, don't they? Right. Okay. I, yeah, I wasn't sure what the. Yeah, I think it's I think it's around twelve percent they they charge patron. Uh, You're gonna have to was... give them some extra mindful, are then? Well, well, so, what, yeah. I, what I was thinking was because you know we do 
when I put the videos on YouTube, I'm always including bands' music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then we can't monetize our YouTube yeah. channel because we get copyright flags. That's it. So what we could do is just get a license, mm -hmm. um, like a radio license, PPS, and make a subscription site and then see if those thousand members on the YouTube will switch over and pay us a fiver a month. You know You never know. I know that's Dane does that, doesn't he? He's got like, I think Dane's he's got Patreon, Patreon yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. 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 But yeah. yeah, you've got your, I mean, we don't have much time to make extra content. Well, I don't have much time to make extra content, so I wouldn't really know how to work a Patreon account because mm. you've always got, you've got like different levels. Of, I've looked into it, but you've got different levels and different tiers of, and then you've got to give some people, or you've got to give people extra stuff, you know, so the yeah, higher they yeah. pay, the more stuff you've got to more give them. Get, yeah. And I, I, I haven't got time to do that, to be honest. But I would but probably put like a bit more effort into our videos because I'm, if I really want to monetize the YouTube channel, I've got to stop putting bands' music in, mm. you know? And then, yeah, I mean, that's what makes our podcast a little bit different, I think. It's because we do like to, or I'd, I'd like to include, you know, back yeah, the good. band stuff, videos and stuff. And, I mean, I fell off it for a while, not putting so much stuff in, but that's purely because we can't get monetized, mm. you know? But it's, yeah, and it's good because it introduces the, the viewers to the band as well. Then. Well, exactly. So it's not just about us rambling they, on, yeah, is it? That's right, yeah. It's, it's important for them to, you know, listen to the music at the same time. So Yeah, what's the, I don't understand the point of having somebody on your podcast and then you can't promote their music through it, you know, and people are just going to, like, listen to us talking crap for an hour or whatever and then uh, not have a clue what you sound like mm. as a band. It doesn't that's make sense I, to me. No, but yeah. when it, whenever I post stuff on Facebook, that's why I chuck all the links in there then. And yeah, put, well, we put the links you know, on the Facebook, yeah, but on the YouTube, share their sorry, videos but, and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is. But you know, cool. it just gives you that little bit of extra. Oh, these are a good band. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you want to you want to be what they like, don't you? Yeah, and I always tag a video on the end and stuff. But yeah, it's all about copyright, and then we get flagged, and uh, yeah, well then we can't monetize anything. So mm. it's a bit That's of a shame. That's it. I was oh, going to well. try and get whitelisted by the record companies, but that just seems like hassle. Because <laughs> then you get whitelisted, and then it doesn't matter what you put on YouTube, you know. Yeah. But then what record companies are going to say? Oh yeah, you know, just use our videos and <laughs> make money off them. Certainly, not That's many, it. is there? No, I, I just I always go to my go to and I go straight to Spotify. So like I have now before before the interview, I've had a good listen to uh, to your stuff on uh, on Spotify. To be honest, and um, you know that's kind of like where I get it all from. And then you know when you want to watch a video, I've gone on and watched some of your videos as well on YouTube because you, your content is all on there anyway. But um, that tends to what people I do. But yeah, yeah it's got some I mean... got some good music as well. I got to be honest, I like uh, I like I had a good listen with. Albums I was into making tracks. Yeah, the last one we released recently. Yeah, I went through all those earlier on. There's some really, really good stuff on it. Really good. I mean, I'm. I mean, we're all really proud of making tracks. We spent a bit more time on the album, on the songs, the production, just kind of everything. You know, the order of the album, and I mean, you know, because we've had some sort of lineup changes over what since we started in 2000, and say officially. As like a different lineup, like the initial lineup. I think we started in 2016, maybe. Yeah, 16, 17. And then we had like 
the harmonica player we had at the time, he left. And the banjo player, we had a young guy called Stephen, who was about 17, I think, at the time, or 18. Phenomenal player. Um, he left to, like, teach English in, I don't know, somewhere in Africa. Um, and then, sort of, we, yeah, got sort of the lineup that, that we have now. Alex, the double bass player, he sort of left because um, he had, like, his own business, which was just taking up a lot of his time. So, yeah, we're sort of like, yeah, we're a, a three-piece. And, it, and mm. you know, and it, and it works. Dave does, you know, guitar and bass at the same time, which, which you know, does a really good job and kind of means... You know, fit in in one van as well. You know, yeah. So having the three pieces, um, yeah, it's, it's um, well, I think it has more of its benefits than its uh, sort of uh, cons. But um, you know, a lot of people kind of I don't know they kind of say get worried. But you know, when you see lineup changes, but it happens. It's just kind of sometimes you know it's musical differences, which sometimes can be often the case, or just you know you just got to follow other um other avenues you know but music has yeah. always been you know part of my life and you know i started drumming when i was about 11 11 12 so i think i've been drumming for about 26 27 years or something like that a fair while um and and, and yeah the, you know the the music that i play with the band anyway is kind of so i wasn't really into country when i was, uh, was at uni so when i joined a covers band called Hazard county with dave um that's kind of how i got into my yeah i had my first taste of you know, country and, and and southern rock. I mean, it was quite the story of my first gig with them. It's quite quite funny because I was in Cornwall with, with with family, and um, I went along to this pub, you know, weeks before, and um, with my my wife and, and her dad, went and saw them because Rosie's dad was like, oh, you know, go and check this band out. You might like him. And then I was ah, oh, I'd like to give it a go. You know, because I'd never I've never actually really done covers. All the stuff I've done in the past is original. So. Um, so anyway, they gave me a card and they said, oh, look, give us your number and if we you know, have a gig we want you to do a show for, we'll, we'll let you know. So literally the night before we came back from Cornwall, they said, do you want, do you want a gig? You know, And I was like, well, I'm coming back from Cornwall tomorrow. I said, yeah, 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 it's fine. So I said, what's the set? And they said, it's like a 60, 60, 70 song set. And I mean, you know, like Sweet Home Alabama, you know, Freebird, the, the usual kind of um, Southern Rock Country songs, Ring of Fire, whatever. So I knew like about five out of 70 songs. Uh, sort of yeah, got got back from Cornwall, hot food up to where was it? It was a place uh, Golden Eagle in in Southsea, and I got I managed to get through the seventy songs relatively unscathed. I think between sets, I was kind of had my headphones on listening to these songs which I've not really heard before, and and it was great. So yeah, that's how I met Dave. That band sort of split up, and then yeah, we joined the band. It was called uh, you know a while ago, and now yeah, so the rest is kind of kind of history. But um, yeah, it's been a long kind of journey with um the band we played with you know loads of great bands loads of great festivals you know like rambling man uh you know a couple of rock uh was it um winter's end yeah we did that and then we did yeah. rock stop the, the same year um you know a lot of hard rock hell festivals rock in the bowl which is run by steve hughes and zany they you know they um, went on last year yeah or fell apart last year it's quite expensive to do a festival but we did this sort of fundraising like thing at the county music bar which is now called gasoline in chesterfield so you know kind of a lot of bands who were going to play rock in the bowl and bands who previously played it um yeah just got together and you know basically gave them the money and, and sort of you know i think i think they'll return one day i think when mm. cause i think the issue is you know not enough people buying advanced tickets that's really the issue for a lot of venues because you can't rely on you know it's not a business model to rely on walk up you know walk-in mm. business it's just it's not sustainable it just doesn't work like that so i think i hate you know the covid word and everything like that and it's it's not you know i don't think still things are back to normal in, in any sort of way shape or form because there's a lot of hesitancy 
around you know big gatherings oh, okay yeah your reading festivals you know they're still putting you know downloads or whatever but i just think there's a lot of venues you know over the years have closed down we're at some really good venues and promoters they've just you know so it is still difficult but for saying all of that the time i have with the band it's it's amazing the people we meet on the road it's great we play with some great bands some great venues and we have a really good time and do you know what that kind of supersedes you know all, all the covid stuff i mean yeah you've got to be cautious when you're cautious but we just have so many shits and giggles and mm. it's it's great and there's just so many stories that i get to tell, tell my kids you know yeah yeah well that's what's important isn't it you know getting out there enjoying yourselves and making new friends and you know and, and it is unfortunate with the way the COVID thing went down, I guess. Um, and I know uh, that Rocking the Bowl had to go down last year now, last year now, isn't it? And it was purely advanced ticket sales. I mean, they were quite open about it. They did a live Q&A on so, the yeah. internet. And and it was nice to see all the bands come together, actually, in support and uh, do those um, support gigs in Sheffield as well. The desire to go to gigs is there i think possibly going to gigs obviously it's like a as much as you want to do it you know it's not like an essential it's kind of almost become a bit of a a little bit of a, a luxury mm. um you know i mean obviously like those are you know big bands not maybe names who've kind of all pause because even you know ticket sales weren't great so it's kind of like at one end of you know experiment end of the spectrum there's you know it's still difficult and even at like the grassroots um level it's you know it's still the same but um yeah it, it will change eventually but i said when you know we're not going to keep uh stop doing it you know there's lots of bands that are you know going to keep carrying on because you just need you need live music in kind of whatever you know shape or form whether you play, play in front of like 100 people or like 100,000 you know it's the thing is you're still getting out there and doing and it's what pete says to me quite often well to all of us and it is it is very true you know we are relatively ordinary people doing extraordinary things because it is kind of I, I agree with him on that but being in a band is kind of like what's the word it's quite a unique thing and a very privileged thing to actually mm -hmm. be doing because there's say, people who say what you know not in whatever position to um to be able to do it but it's you know because obviously there's like the long drive you know um i don't know crap hotels crap food or whatever you know so there's probably some things that might put people off but i mean talking of logistics let's say the worst drive so before we did a festival in uh one lockhead in scotland for a festival called wildfire um basically pete he was working in um in stockholm for for you know for his job and had like some conference meetings so he was over there and then his flights got cancelled and everything and you know we weren't sure if he was going to make it back home for the festival the next day in scotland so what happened he got into i think got into got back home uh, in Wimborne for the midnight Dave got the van, drove and got Pete. And I think we got into Scotland maybe about half past eight, um, staying in some, you know, little uh, hotel in a service station. And um, first of all, I think we played at 2.30. Went back to the hotel after, you know, watching a couple of bands and things. And I think we ended up going to bed at eight o'clock or something like that. It's like the earliest we've ever... And honestly, we were so, so knackered. But you know what? Again, through all that, you know, long drives and, and whatever, the festival was great. You know, it was amazing. Um, I mean, I love Scotland anyway. I got to have some whiskey, so um, all good for me. But yeah, you know, <laughs> for all the, the shit or whatever you can sort of throw at, you know, anyone a band, it just kind of, you know, relatively pales sort of in, in to insignificance. Um, but yeah, I just love it. I said, just hanging out with my best mates and 
and just having a having a you know having a good time. That's what it's mm. you know it, it's all about. You know, you can easily get bogged down in trivial things. Yeah, so, that's yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. like you said, you've had some lineup changes as well. I mean, how has that um, how has that affected your mental health? Because it's quite stressful being in a band. I mean, sometimes you can feel more more like a family, but then on other times you can feel so far apart, so distant, so stranger. I was going to say strangerish, but stranger stranger says in the word is it so stranger like I suppose, mm. uh, especially when you know you start fighting about silly little things. And um, I mean, I know I've been there, I've been in that situation myself, but yeah, sometimes it can be a bit draining as well. Yeah, I think it, it, it can be, um, you know, especially, say, for example, just hypothetically, you know, you want a lineup change to happen for, like, whatever reason, you know, because, like I said, musical differences and, mm. and, and whatever. But, I mean, it's just, it's kind of real. Like I said, it's um, evolution as much as it's kind of, you know, made things awkward at times or, or, or not, you know. I think it's, you know, all, all for... Um, you know, the greater good, like the, the whole thing, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, I, I, I do, you know, believe that that is, you know, as much as at the time you might think, you know, it's just a terrible idea or whatever, you know, eventually you kind of you collect your, you know, your, your thoughts and things together, you know, you realise that actually what happened, you know, my move to Hailing, you know, if I hadn't have moved to Hailing, I wouldn't have gone to the covers band, I wouldn't be in the band that I'm in now. So again, it's, you know, all the kind of, mystic puzzle pieces, you know, start moving unbeknown to yourself and things come together and you just kind of go, let, I don't know, let things do their thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and, and just go with it. And I said, you know, me and the guys, me, Dave and Pete, you know, yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, say love, love, hate relationship or whatever. Yeah, we, you know, we are a, a family. We've all got each other's backs. Um, yeah. As much as, I don't know, someone will really disagree with, a guitar chord, a drum beat, or a song suggestion, or whatever. You know, at the end of the day, it's kind of it's it's a it's a team effort, um, and yeah, it, it sort of almost doesn't matter. Well, here's a question for you then. Go. Seems as you think that everything happens for a reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you also think that everything doesn't happen for a reason? No, on the flip side, yeah. Yeah, uh, you must do if you believe the one, and you cannot believe the other, can you? No, so, do no. you believe or? Do you believe? I don't know if you've ever won the lottery. Have you ever won the lottery? Like a million quid? 100 quid, but yeah. But okay, do you believe that you won't win a million quid for a reason? Who knows? <laughs> don't know. No, what do you I reckon, don't. Dave? <laughs> I don't know. I don't do the lottery anymore. And I've well, you're never going to win it. <laughs> well, no, but I'm still not a millionaire by saving the pound either. So <laughs> that not make much difference, <laughs> to be honest. You'll never be a millionaire working for a fucking boss. I'll tell you that much. Um, No, some people are. Who? Footballers. They work for people. Oh yeah, footballers. Yeah, but that's that's <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's a different story, you know. Footballers. Yeah, is, I don't yeah. believe footballers should get paid as much money as they do. No. No, no, it goes down the whole rabbit hole of, you know, footballers, nurses and not you know, all, 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 all that stuff. Things is like entertainment, you know. I my, I've and this is what I've always thought, like governmentally, you know. Is not enough money. As much as you've got the music venue trust who do a really, really good job in things and venues and things, just governmentally, you know, there's never enough money that's contributed in, you know, put into the, the arts. You know, not say the arts, but like, you know, music. Yeah, yeah. Okay, football brings an X amount of however many gazillion 
um, into the economy, but music actually, you know, I, you know, brings a lot of money. Again, I don't know, but I just think it brings a lot more money than, you know, people know. And the thing is, like, I'm not going to get political because I'm not political, but you know, um, is I think you get your, your culture sec secretaries or secretary of art and whatever, you know, I don't think they ever think it's a job title they're kind of given or they've fallen into and don't really truly understand the kind of the workings of, you know, the music industry, gigs, venues, you know, bands need to get paid and hotel food and all that stuff, you know, it's it's such a complex thing being in a band, really, because, mm -hmm. you know, Dane inspired me to do like, like what you do and what he does and stuff, but I kind of want to try and explore every different like musician in a in a band you know but the promoters the photographers you know all the different people that make music happen the bands the promoter all that but also there's like the struggles in kind of making it happen you know because playing a gig is not just the band turns up and that's it it's like you know the the petrol you know all these other little elements that sort of um come together so i think yeah i don't think some of the, the politicians have a true understanding of of the industry really and i think maybe yeah, that's they ain't got a clue are they you can tell that when they when they said when COVID happened and they said oh all uh, musicians need to retrain and do something different. Yeah, they they pinpointed and singled out musicians. Right? They didn't say it to yeah. anybody else. No, they didn't say it to footballers. They didn't say no, go and, no, go and become a chef. You know, no, <laughs> no, that's right. So it, they really don't understand the industry. They really don't. No, I'm not going to deny the entertainment that sports bring. But, you know, that's fine. But I just think music's kind of because that's what I'm, 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 I'm passionate about. You know, I want to see generally, you know, it, it to it to thrive and is thriving. You know, at its own pace. Um, but there's still, I think, there's a lot more work to sort of be done. To I'm not even saying bring it back to once it was because whatever's happened has happened, and that it's never going to be the same. But just to kind of bring it to some level of, um, I don't know what word I'm look, looking for. Abundance, uh, maybe you know, yeah, kind of yeah. um, level of abundance. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking because there's, there's, well, there's a lot, probably a lot more bands than there are football teams. I don't know. Yeah. No, mm. I don't think so. I would say so. I mean, there's millions and millions of bands in there. Yeah, but there's yeah, lots of football, yeah. little football teams, and yeah, there's little football teams, teams but so I was just thinking maybe we could have like a football league, you know, like the Premier League, and then League One, Two, Three, and Four for bands. Just to get that sort of understanding within the government level, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you've got your you've got your Premiership bands, haven't you? I don't know, Iron Maiden and all them lot, Paul yeah. Potts, for example, all the top tier guys that are killing it, you know, with massive audiences. Mm. And then you've got your first division, second division. As you draw a crowd, I suppose, then it would go down further and further. And then obviously, the more people you draw in, the higher you've got the league. Yeah. And then maybe, you you know, given that sort of fundamental understanding to the government, they could uh, do something a little, a little bit different with it. It's an maybe. interesting concept. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? I just thought of that on the spot. God, see, I'm not, <laughs> that, I'm not that dull, am I? <laughs> there you have a battle of the fans playoff then for promotion and relegation, maybe, or something. Yeah, yeah the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. It should be a festival. Yeah, they could do I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just trying to think out of the box. Mm. Really. I think uh, the, obviously the, the the problem with um, 
with kind of a lot of what happening in, in COVID, you know, I'll reframe something else, is those, there are people who are just in bands and that's their day job. Uh, and, you know, that's what obviously killed off, you know, some bands because they just couldn't afford to feed their families and stuff. So, well, you know, very sad, but um, I mean, luckily, but, you know, I, I've always worked. So, you know, obviously I've got a day job and the band is a, is a sort of a hobby. Yeah, yeah, it can be a hobby because you get paid. It's a passion. Yeah, an expensive hobby. Yeah, <laughs> a professional hobby. But I mean, to be honest, I'd love to. I'd love, you know, say forget reality and all that. You know, I'd love the band to be like a, a full time thing. You know, I'd love to tour the world. You know, take the kids and the wife and whatever, and you know, that'd be amazing. Hmm. How you know the band would or wouldn't get to that stage? I said I don't know. You just kind of it's one of those things. Who is it? I. I interviewed a drummer, more for my series, it was um, at a festival, and he basically said, let's not worrying about tomorrow or the, like the day after, worry about, you know, it's like worrying about today, let let today do today and let tomorrow kind of work itself out when tomorrow what happens. Um, you know, it's fine having your goals, your aspirations, where you want to be, That that's fine, like I said, however realistic or unrealistic they are. Um, but I always think, yeah, aiming Big. Highs. You know, I, I try and, you know, in anything, you know, try and aim high generally. Um, you know, I've got aspirations and, and, and things like that. Um, but but yeah, who knows what's gonna happen tomorrow? But I think, yeah, the band's doing really well. And I think, you know, it's one yeah. of these things like with the right with the right people and a lot of the time, money, whatever. Um, you know, you can kind of the 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 sky's the the limit. But to be honest, I don't really give a shit about fame, millions, billions, or whatever. Like I just I want to play with some. I'd love to support Brothers Osborne, the Cadillac Three, and um, well, you know you're not allowed to take like... your wife and your kids on tour, don't you? Say again. You're not allowed to take your wife and kids on tour. You can. You just Why? keep. You just lock them in the. Nah, no, if you go. <laughs> what do you mean well, you can't take them fair. on tour? Yeah, it's, it's a tour thing, mate. You're not allowed. It's purely a band thing. Bands go on tour. Wives stay at home. It's a band yeah. thing. David, <laughs> you've never been in a band, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> I don't, I, th I think if that was my, uh, what's the word? My, um, you know, motto, I don't think I'd be married anymore. <laughs> no, you'd have to, you'd have to break the mould. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, my kids have seen me play a few times. It's, it's great. Sometimes I think... Uh, yeah, you take them actually... to a gig, but you're not taking them on tour, are you? I, I don't know, yeah. Cause they, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. It's not much if you fun do, being Ryan, in the... you do. You just say if you do, mate. Don't don't listen it's to it. It's not me. much fun being in the back of a tour bus with your wife and your kids and you've got your other band members there, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works, yeah. <laughs> just saying. Just, Sorry, just... Mrs. Ryan, but uh, you know <laughs> Well they can just slip some sleeping pills into their fruit sheets or whatever and whatever the wife drinks. Oh, I don't know about that, mate. You've <laughs> Now you're opening another can of words. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have the Madeleine McCann squad on us soon. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm bringing the tone down now, I guess. That's uh, fine. You know, i got to have a sense of humour. Well. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I've, I've said some risky things, but uh, thankfully we haven't been cancelled just yet. I'm you have. Days. <laughs> oh, oh, I have actually. Do you know what we said? So I said something on a, on one of the last podcasts, and David messaged me and told me to take it out. And no, I, I never said it. You said it. I know. I said it. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, 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 I thought about what I'd said, and I thought, nah, maybe, 
not not today. He sent me a message saying, please take it out because I don't want to get sacked by my boss. I was just in a funny mood that day. I'm always the same. When I'm, when I'm really tired, I, I try to be the, the more level-headed of the two of us. But when I'm really tired, it's unbelievable what nonsense comes out, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> My filter goes and everything. But, uh, Terry, don't filter me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm learning to filter myself, David. Slipping yeah. by the wayside. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, so we were talking about it a bit earlier on. When are we going to see you over the bridge again? Then, got That's, anything yeah, planned? I was saying earlier, um, or even well, Bristol. I love Bristol, and that's there's some we, wicked venues in Bristol, isn't there? We did Beckler again with Phil. Um, that was a great. It's been on my bucket list of venues to play for God knows how long, and it's an amazing venue. Like you kind of see it from the outside, is you know a boat, and you go inside, and you think, God, how have they managed to, you know, in the hull of a boat, they've created this amazing, real kind of steampunky industrial, yeah, music venue. So, yeah, I mean, we've got, um, I think we've got some plans, sort of, sort of Gloucester, Gloucesterish way, a bit past um, Bristol. Do you know what? I- I'm struggling to keep track of what we've got booked for next year. It's all on my phone in a in a calendar. Um, but we are going a Bristol way. Wales, like I said, nothing's nothing's confirmed yet. Um, I said not for this year anyway. I, I keep saying next year because it's like I still feel. It's just, yeah, it's definitely like this 20, year, now, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of it's really it's kind of feels almost too you know too soon to be saying next year. So like, well, actually, you know, only in, into the year for like four or five days. Um, but yeah, so there's yeah there will be plans to come to Wales hopefully this year. Um, but you know, I don't know. Uh, we I mean because we did play the Patriot and well the other two did because uh, I was I got across the bridge and then my wife phoned me and said oh you know um, son's got COVID um, and I had to phone the band and I just literally just had to turn back and drive back home to the Hailing which is where I live um, so they they did a sort of a, a duo thing but there's so many good venues in Wales I mean I know you have got like the Patriot the Tivoli Cure which I've been to once. Um, yeah, it's got a, you know a, a good scene. There's loads of real, really good kind of uh, you know country pubs and stuff like that. So cause we, you know, we still play pubs. You know, it's kind of you get to kind of cut your teeth and test new material and things like that, and no one's going to particularly judge you harshly. Um, I mean, just get you know shit faced with the landlord afterwards. So um, mm. yeah, you know, just as long as I <laughs> say, as long as the website gets by, you know, you look on Facebook, you'll see where we're going to be. Yeah. But we are going to be up and down the country from Scotland again because we, we seem to be going we go out that way for about twice a year um yeah keep an eye out we'll be sort of on your on your doorstep so to speak yeah uh, good 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 eye long way to go to Scotland isn't it because where are you guys from and you're from the uh, Kent area Southampton uh, well see Pete was uh, he's, he is a man of Kent but yeah oh. he, lives, he lives in Wimborne uh, David is in Southampton. I live hailing, so kind of near Portsmouth. So yeah, South Coast. Uh, yeah, yeah, Scotland is is far, but it's, to be honest, we've done we've done so many like journeys to like Sheffield and things like that. So we do, you know. I mean, I drove to Scotland for my stag do, my best mate Pat, and uh, we drove to Fort William, like kind of been there and whatever. And um, yeah, anywhere just even around the corner. And how because I've driven to Scotland and back, and it's like yeah, it's only it's only up the road. But yeah, no, it doesn't seem that far. <laughs> you know, and I, just, I, just, I just love it. We've got we've actually got a massive following up in Scotland, which is weird. I mean, actually, the weird thing is, free going to Scotland, our biggest fan base, and this is fact, is our adopted hometown is Sheffield. We I don't know how many we've played Sheffield more times than we have anywhere else, and it's, again, it's just kind of like 
you know the kind of rock scene up there mm. and just hospitality and um yeah Sheffield was not really that far away to be honest mm. uh, but yeah I just want to go back to Scotland because I just love the the apart from the whiskey you know I love the scenery it's just really 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 nice um, Gosh, you know, I've only uh, ever been to Edinburgh but it's such a I mean I beautiful city and I I've, I've always fancied do, good doing um kind of like the tour around like you said Fort William and everything and yeah. up to all the different locks and what have you but uh definitely want to do it one day we've got a camper van now so hopefully we'll, we'll okay. get to do it so um yeah it's a stunning country absolutely stunning and like i said oh, the people are wicked aren't they they're, they're awesome yeah. cornwall's a play you know that kind of way we want to play we've done devon a few times never done cornwall so i love cornwall and then again there's loads of really cool places you go down like exeter plymouth you know you've got quite a quite a few venues but you know we'll um we'll get there it's just it's literally just time and, and getting it all done and you know, I mean, the, the more time, you know, the more time I get to spend away from from my wife and kids, the better. Um, no, 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 no. Because do all three of you work full time then? Um, no, I mean, um, so I mean, um, my kids. Not, no, not you and your family, your band. <laughs> you did three. Um, and, uh, so Dave, Dave's a goldsmith, so uh, and he's bloody good at making you know, jewellery. He made my uh, wedding band and this sort of skull ring. Um, yeah, so he's he's very good. Um, his missus does... Um, how do I describe what she does? It's kind of like... Um, it's like, you know, stolen artefacts or whatever, and it's kind of... He works on a team to kind of try and get it back and investigate where things have been stolen from. So that's quite interesting. Um, oh, Pete, cool. yeah, Pete works full-time from home. So, yeah, we all, we all work um, full-time. I mean, Dave, he's kind of... You know, sets his own time really man of leisure but yeah he's that's his kind of his um yeah his area but yeah you know we we, we make it work you know regardless of um because to be honest our jobs are very uh flexible like i said dave can be as flexible as he wants um yeah we we, we make it work talking about stolen artifacts did you hear that podcast on the from joe rogan the other day with john reeves from alaska he's a guy from alaska and he's got this place called the boneyard Rings a bell, but go on. And they found like all these uh, woolly mammoth tusks in this in this in a five acre area. They reckon there's ten thousand woolly mammoths have died there. I know. Okay. So um, and apparently these woolly mammoth tusks are worth a fortune. Mm. And he's just given the site away. He gave the site away on Rogan actually, but a part of it's like under this massive river, and um, a pair of twelve foot. Mammoth tasks, mammoth tusks, mammoth tusks, not mammoth tasks, are worth about half a million dollars. Craggy. So I'm thinking about getting backpacking, uh, going off to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> so are they? Because they no, they won't be. Um, they won't be fossilized, will they? Because they, they were only, frozen. That was yeah. It was only fifty thousand years ago, wasn't it? The Pleistocene Ice Age. So they they won't be fossilized. It'll be. They're ivory frozen, still, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Still the ivory. They're, um, what he's doing is he's melting this big ice wall where because he, he owns all the land, he owns like 10,000 acres or something because he bought it all because he's like he started off as a gold miner and he ended up with all this land. And then he came across this, they call it the boneyard because now they're just finding all these bones from everything from like um, an American lion, um, a dire wolf, they found all these mammoth bones. Full skeletons, a full frozen, fully frozen mammoth with fur, 
which they were eating. <laughs> they decided to eat some of it. <laughs> and it's like 12,000 plus years old, you know. It's all frozen. Yeah. It was all frozen solid. So it's wild, like. But he said uh, he's trying to create a bone rush where people can go and dig for bones. And then he... <laughs> but he's got... If you look at his Instagram site, this John Reeves character, he's got hundreds and hundreds. He said he's stopped counting how many mammoth tusks he's got. Simply because it's just no point to keep counting them. It's amazing how many dead animals there are in this small space. And nobody knows all these paleontologists and everything that they've said that these animals wouldn't live there naturally. But he said, Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't they be living here? Because they fucking died here, like. Yeah, so mm. why did they go there in the first place? Yeah. Or but did there's they just thousands go there? of them. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. I'm gonna have to have a look into that after I like all that stuff, don't I? So uh well, listen to the Rogan's podcast because the guy's on there. I was listening to it last night in work. It's, it's incredible, really. Amazing, amazing story. But yeah, that's changed the subject. I don't know. It's just, it just make, makes you feel uh, almost a bit, I don't say insignificant, but yeah, blimey. Yeah, this came up because you said about stolen artifacts. I know they're not really stolen, but uh, yeah, yeah. they're definitely artifacts, you know. Mm. Someone's going to go and steal them if he's given away, like you said, the location. Yeah, well, that, that's like I said. Now he's um, trying to get this bone rush going. I think. I think he wants more people. I don't know if he wants more people to be wealthy or. But... He probably wants to control it so they can. They'll have to pay him to go there, won't they? I was going to say, yeah, pay him a percentage. You know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah for for one thing, I think he was charging like twenty percent or something. But yeah. Um. Oh, that's that was for. He's got like loads of moose on his land, and they do like moose hunts. And he charges, if you want to come and hunt a moose, he charges you a quarter of a moose. So if you actually hunt and kill a moose, he'll take a quarter of a moose off you. And then he donates the meat to, yeah, then he donates the meat to, like, homeless charities and stuff. Oh, that's all right then. Oh, that's good, actually, yeah. Sounds like a decent bloke. Yeah, he sounds, he's huge. I'd sell a picture of him, he's massive. Mm. But, uh, yeah, him and all his family. I'm shooting a moose, which I'm not overly... I'm happy to eat meat, but I wouldn't. I don't, I don't like promoting people to go and shoot things. I'm, a, I'm an animal lover, and I'm not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you think you get your meat from, Dave? Asda. <laughs> and where they get it from is up to them. <laughs> You're not vegetarian, are you, uh, Ryan? No, the other guys in the band are, but um, no, I like. Um... Yeah, I like a nice bit of uh, a steak as, as the next man. Mm. Yeah, okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, oh, we, we like a salad at the same time, so, you know. You like a what? But I said at the same time, I do like a salad, so. Oh, yeah, yeah it goes well with a steak. I was going to say, yeah, put meat on it. <laughs> and your kebab. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> All right, then, mate. Well, finally, it's been uh, great to talk to you because it's been a while trying to get it all set up. Well, hopefully we'll see each other in, in person at a gig. I yeah, I hope so, mate. Because like I said, I've I've had a good listen to your music and it's really cool. I love it. I gotta be honest, it's really live. Cool. It's it's a, it's a hell of you know. It's a lot of fun. It's it, you know, yeah, it's great. It's so. I mean, because Dave, if you see any like live videos, that's you know, it's crept up on YouTube or whatever. Like, there's quite a few from Rock in the Bowl. Um, you obviously catch some of Dave's wit um, on stage, and yeah, you, you can't do that on a. On a, on a CD honestly it's just so funny what I say to some people it's like coming to see us 
it's uh, it's a two for one. You get to watch the music and you get to listen to a bit of stand up as well. You know, and it is yeah, some of his jokes are I think are intentionally poor. But no, the stories he's got uh honestly just so yeah, so interesting, you know, because he, he got to hang out with Lemmy because he's got friends in Long Beach in California and he went to the Rainbow Bar and Grill and, you know, he sat in the corner with his Mrs. Kathy and some bloke pulled up a chair and and, and Dave started talking and Lemmy turned to Dave and said, Southampton or Portsmouth? And he could tell, I, apparently Lemmy had a real good knack for picking out accents and he okay. could tell that, that Dave was, yeah, was sort of Southampton based and they just had a laugh and just... Lemmy drank him under the table to Jägermeister as, as he did, you know. So yeah. um, I don't know the point I was trying to make there. What was the point I was trying to make? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think well, I think about you was... meeting you at gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's you know it's more than, more than yeah. just listening to the music, and that's what you want, isn't it? You want to you want to as as a punter, you want a performance, you want to be entertained. That's what it's all about. So you know, he's a good frontman, Dave. Honestly, like the way he can work the audience, he's very good because it's not. I'm not a singer, you know. Um, yeah, it's a very difficult thing to do being a front yes, man, yes. To, mm. you know, because you go and see some bands, and yeah, they're great at music, but they're kind of quite still and not really sort of doing much. And you've got other bands who are, I don't know, like your your Steel Panthers, who are kind of the other end of the spectrum. But mm. yeah, no, if you if we, you get to come come to a gig, tell you what, I promise you, I'll buy you each a beer. You know, first beers are on me, or or, or Bailey's, whatever you drink. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have a bloody good time. Yeah, brilliant. No, definitely, mate. I will. I will uh, keep an eye on your Facebook, and as soon as there's a, a gig fairly close, I'll uh, I'll come and watch you. When Gloucester's on over the road as well, so that's not far away either. Yeah, Gloucester Guildhall in I think last year. Yeah, the seventeenth. That was uh, that was good. That was like that's the one. That was the one with Bad Touch, which is uh, which we're still playing apparently. Right. Anyway, I'm going. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, in, in, enjoy. Yeah, enjoy the rest of the week and the rest of the year. But oh, I'll, we'll. I'm pretty sure we'll see you know one of you before uh, you know before the year's out. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely, it'll be me. Look after yourselves. Try and stay positive. Yeah. And uh, hey, 2023 is the year of positivity. Positivity, yeah. I'm a, rapper. On your arm. I'm a rapper now. Rapper. Get it tattooed on your arm. You know, because every time you look, you go, uh, yeah. 23. To, I think his arms are full. He probably have to get it on his leg or something. I put it on my cock, but I didn't get the two on there. <laughs> you could have a crush your butt cheeks. Yeah. Just put two and a two, three. Yeah. <laughs> but people might think that's how many people you slept with, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't go into that. No, no, that's for another chat offline. That's another yeah. show, yeah. <laughs> they definitely have to have 2023 on there. <laughs> so, yeah, look after yourselves. Like I said, stay yeah. safe, stay positive, and uh, yeah, keep keep going to festivals and supporting music yeah, yeah we'll keep do man. rocking take care yeah keep rocking right. on uh, no loving the album man thanks, thanks man catch you guys soon cheers cheers, cheers. Hey. bye bye the 20 yard line $129 hey this is 98.2.5 the rattlesnake we've got some good old boys from the deep south of the UK the outlaw orcas oh, god dang it we've got ourselves a power cut Tell me, can you boys do acoustic? <laughs>